Hi everyone, it's Tony Richards and welcome to Life Focus. How are you today? I hope everybody's doing well. I hope wherever you are, you are just uh, enjoying the moment, enjoying the time that you have right now. Because you know what? You don't know what's going to happen next. The next moment is not guaranteed to us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you'll enjoy Life Focus today. We come to you on many uh, platforms uh, Anchor FM is our base, but we come to you on Spotify, we come to you on podcast, we come to you on Breaker, we come to you on a number of different platforms. So I hope you'll look us up and see what, see what we can do and how we can encourage and help you and motivate you to keep going forward. For those of you that know me, that's my, my mantra, go forward. And uh, today I want to talk with you about micromanagement because there are so many people that I talk with that say, you know, Tony, could you ever do a show on micromanagement? Because I work with someone, I live with someone who's a micromanager and it's driving me absolutely crazy. So for those of you that have asked me, this one's for you today. Hey, let's talk about micromanagement. Everyone knows the term, right? Everybody knows what a micromanagement is, right? Some fear and even avoid anyone that's associated with the word. But what is micromanaging really? What is it? Well, let's look at the definition of micromanagement. Micromanagement is a management style where a manager, an organization, a family, a church, whatever it might be, closely observes or controls the work of subordinates or employees or family members or community members or committee members or board members. Micromanagement generally has a negative connotation, but in reality, most of us see it as management's attempt at digging its fingers deep into the pie of those actually doing the work. Those that uh, at home, you know, why, why does mom, why does dad always want to know exactly what I'm doing, where I'm going and telling me what to do it, how to do it, where did you do it, and why it could be better if I did it this way. In the community, people will, will say, I work for a micromanager. I'm on a committee with a micromanager and I, and I don't want to be on the committee any longer because of you maybe so why do people micromanage well micromanaging is a way for management for a way for a person to ensure that tasks are performed in a very precise manner in other words management's way in other words your committee members way in other words your parents way your whatever it might be your pastor's way you see but the problem is it isn't always the right or most productive way of doing things and that's just one of the dangers of micromanagement. Well, let's take a minute here and take a look at some of the other dangers that come along with this style of leadership, how we can avoid some things. First of all, we have, I'm going to call them danger zones. Danger zone one is loss of control. You see, when, micro, when you micromanagement others, you limit yourself. Now, you might think you're limiting the other person. You might think you're limiting the community, you might think you're limiting the family member, you might think you're limiting the church member, but you're actually limiting yourself by which tools you have at your disposal until the only tool you have is control. Be careful with that. And the funny thing about control is that when it's, you, when it's your only means of management, you usually end up losing it. Rather than gaining control, over your team or product or family member, you lose respect, you lose control. Takeaway, when you drastically limit your style, you also limit your ability to communicate and in the end, your ability to manage. 
Danger zone number two is loss of trust. Micromanagement will eventually lead to a massive breakdown of trust between you and others. Your staff, your family, your church, your community will no longer see you as a manager leader, but a tyrant whose only desire is to wall up creativity and operations. You see, this crushing act breaks what little trust already exists between you and others. When trust is gone, two things can happen. A serious loss of productivity and loss of employees, loss of respect, loss of integrity. Yes, the latter is a worst case scenario. My friends, it does happen. So what's the takeaway? Micromanagement destroys trust. And we're seeing already that it drastically limits your style to manage. It takes away and destroys trust. So very vital that you as a leader, most importantly, have the trust of those you're leading. Because when you don't have the trust of those you're leading, it just, it just all crumbles and falls apart. Danger zone three, people become dependent on you. Now you might say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, after being micromanaged, your staff, your family, etc., will begin to depend on you rather than having the confidence to perform tasks on their own. Well, what do you mean, uh, mom? You told me to do this, so I'm just going to do it your way. The heck with it. So you take away some of their creativity and some of their autonomy as well. Micromanagement makes others feel like they must have your constant guidance. Dependent people take more time and effort to manage, which can take a toll on your schedule and your energy. So be careful how you're doing things. Be careful how you're portraying yourself to others. Because you see, you have to remember that everyone has something they bring to the table. They have skills, they have talents, they have insights. They're all unique to each other. And when people aren't dependent on you, they'll continue to think on their own. And when people have the freedom to think on their own, great things can happen. Be careful so you're not stifling them. Stifling the family, the organization, the church, the community. Many times when I work with church leaders, the reasons they don't grow is because generally the pastor wants the control and has to maintain the control. And many times they are the ones who say, no, we don't do that. But point of fact is they do. The takeaway, if you micromanage too much, you're going to take away people's skills and talents and insights. And that can fall to the wayside, leaving you with a group that only knows how to do what it's told. You must allow others the freedom to think and to act on their own as well. Because when you leave that, when you develop that group that only knows to do what it's told and you leave, you die, you move on, you retire, whatever, what have you created? What have you left? What kind of legacy have you left? And are you creating? Danger zone number four, your own burnout. That's right, your own burnout. Because you see, micromanaging is downright exhausting. Looking over shoulders every day and can, can lead to a very quick burnout. Eventually, you'll grow to hate everyone and everything. If you hate it enough, you may even end up leaving it. And everything you ever worked for will be gone. And people will say, well, good, I'm glad he left. I'm glad she's gone. Now, let's do it our way. 
go back and do what we wanted to do in the first place. This feeling of burnout can affect not only your work life, but can stretch into your home life, cause anxiety and depression. Don't forget that burnout can infect those beneath you. Everyone becomes a victim of your burnout. So the takeaway is micromanagement can take a terrible toll on your physical and mental health. Take time to step back, to breathe, to realize that others can handle its tasks without you constantly hovering over their shoulders. And they can, and they will. And then you'll allow them to grow. And then you'll allow them to express themselves, their creativity, to see their skills develop, to see the character develop from within. Extremely important how you do this. And make sure, make sure that you're giving your people the space they need to grow and become the type of people and leaders that they were created to be as well. You're listening to Life Focus with Tony Richards on Anchor.fm. Life Focus is heard on Tuesdays and Fridays over this podcast network and others such as Spotify, Breaker, and others. Please join us on Tuesday and Friday on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and others for Life Focus with Tony Richards. Today we're talking about micromanagement. And not just micromanagement at work, micromanagement at home, in the community, at the church, in the nonprofit world, in everything. Because chances are we all know someone who's a micromanager, and it's not a very pleasant situation. We're talking about danger zones in micromanagement. We've We've talked about four of them already. And first one is loss of control. Second is loss of trust. The third is you become and create dependent people, employees, family members, community members, committee members. And the fourth is your own burnout, because trying to micromanage burns up a lot of energy. And danger zone number five is high turnover of staff. This one's going to be directed more towards the work environment or a committee environment. Simply put, most people don't take well to being micromanaged. You see, when people are micromanaged, they often do one thing. They quit. They quit. The studies and surveys that have been done of exit interviews of people who leave jobs, one of the most common reasons for leaving is lack of leadership. One of the other most common reasons for leaving is micromanagement. That's right. You see, when people are micromanaged, they often do one thing. They quit considering the reasons why people micromanage it's because of the uh, micromanagement micromanagers ego insecurity inexperience perfectionism and even downright arrogance it's simply not worth the high turnover rate friendships are made and destroyed and eventually this will crush the spirit of your staff so the takeaway is micromanagement leads to different forms of quitting Danger zone number six is lack of autonomy. See, when you micromanage, others begin to feel like they're losing their autonomy. When this happens, they'll slowly lose the desire to do anything other than what you demand and little more. So to take a step back now and and, and take a look around. Now, is, is your staff, 
is your family, is your committee members, are your church members, are they just doing what you're saying and little more? Nothing more is getting done. And maybe you're frustrated and struggling with the fact of why can't we get ahead? Why can't we do more? Why don't they know more? Might be because you're the one holding them back. No one will step outside of the proverbial box or go the extra mile for a task. You see, you hand those same people a certain level of autonomy and they'll take pride in what they do and how they do it. Take away a lack of autonomy will squelch growth. One of the goals should be to see people rise in the ranks. Danger zone number seven, no innovation. One of the biggest dangers of micromanaging is crushing the creative spirit. See, while some innovations that others bring to the table might not always be winners, crushing innovation and creativity destroys all chances of the good ideas coming out and being shared. By refusing to take risks in innovation, you're also refusing the potential for progress. The takeaway is innovation is the key to progress. Micromanaging ruins any chance of growth or progression. Now, isn't that interesting? Because look at yourself now, okay? There's a mirror. There's a mirror that we're holding up in front of you. And I'm asking you as a manager, do you micromanage people? Do you micromanage your family, your church members? your church staff, your nonprofit staff, your government staff. But maybe it's because of your insecurity that you feel you have to have control and can't lose control. Or maybe you're concerned that if you, if, if, if you let someone else run with the ball for a while, you're going to expose your weaknesses. I think of American football and I think of the running back and just think of every play of the game, if that person got the ball every time. Well, eventually, the others would figure them out, figure out the game plan. Eventually, others will figure you out as a micromanager. Eventually, they would just focus their attention on getting that running back. Eventually, your employees, your staff, your family will just focus their attention on getting through whatever I have to do and, and, and moving on. Eventually, they'll burn out. So will you. So will you. You see, if you find yourself micromanaging, you can fix it. But you have to trust and have faith in the people that you work with. And if you don't, why not? What's it going to take to develop that trust and faith in those people that you work with? Your family members, your church members, whatever. And believe that they can get the job done even without your constant oversight. One sure form of micromanagement is when was the last time you took a vacation or took time off? If you're the type of leader that says, oh, I can't take time off, I can't take a vacation, I'm too important. Well, let me tell you, you are a legend in your own mind because you are doing a disservice to yourself and to others. You're telling others that you don't trust them, you don't believe in them, and that I'm far more important than any one of you. And if you really think that, I feel sorry for you because you're not. With more freedom, they will surprise you with an increase in creativity and innovation and productivity. So learn something new. That's right. 
micromanager. Learn something new. Take control of how you treat others. Don't just look at them and say, well, they don't know anything. I have to be here all the time. No, you don't. What if you drop dead tomorrow? You know what? They're going to go on. And if you're a micromanager, probably go on in a better state. Remember the danger zones, loss of control, loss of trust, dependent, create dependence on, on yourself. And that's not good. You're also adding to your own burnout. High turnover. Not only of staff, but a high disbelief. And why doesn't my son or my daughter talk to me anymore? Why don't they want to do anything with me anymore? Maybe it's because you're doing too much and trying to control them. Danger zone six is lack of autonomy. Number seven is no innovation. Be careful. Be careful with what you do. Again, I'll close with this. Take control of how you treat others and give them the opportunity to be autonomous. Give them the opportunity to bring out their creativity. Give them the opportunity to bring forth their innovation. Give them the opportunity even to drop the ball once in a while. But that's okay because that's how we learn. Somebody gave you that opportunity. Let go of your own inhibitions and your own lack of security and understand that if if I give you the opportunity and I teach you and we grow and we go together, then in the long run, we all go forward. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you had uh, some insights in today's life focus, micromanagement. I've had people write me and email me and text me and say, how can I get you to come and speak to my group? Well, very simple. Either email me at arrichards99 at gmail.com, arrichards99 at gmail.com. You can call me at 701-400-2065. Outside of the United States, it's plus one one seven zero one four zero zero two zero six five. Because I'd love to come and speak to your group. I'd love to come and work with your organization. I'd love to sit and talk and strategize and plan. But most importantly, help you. Help you to go and grow and understand what it is I need to do and how it is we need to do it. Because that is so important. Oh, so important. So you have yourself a great day. Be safe in everything you do. Remember, help each other. As Zig Ziglar used to say, the way to succeed is to help enough other people get to where they want to be. Help someone today in your family. Help someone today in your job. Help someone today in your community. Help someone today to learn, to grow, and to go forward. <laughs>